Hi, I'm Amy Porter. Some of you know me as a flutist and a classical musician, others as a professor, and some of you know me as a publisher and arranger. I'm a stepmom, I'm a business owner, and I'm the founder of a couple of nonprofits. And this is my podcast. My core mission as an entrepreneur is to appreciate what I have around me. And then I try and see as clearly as possible how I can help. So let's talk. Let's share information. Let's laugh and sometimes cry over the things that we have to work through in life and in music, in business and family and relationships. Come on into my Porter Flute pod. Welcome to Porter Flute Pod, Episode 3. I went to the vault and got out that project. You know, the one that I had to do. The one that just overtook me. And I produced it, and it unlocked all my personal freedom. It was dangerous by David Guetta. And it's been dangerous ever since. It's business 101. Unlock your action. I'm also going to talk about the four agreements. It's that code of conduct based on Toltec wisdom from a thousand years ago. I put it as the foundation to my businesses. So let's talk today about unlocking your personal freedom. And I'll share with you some of the agreements I've made with myself. Do you know that I gave myself a crown? Not really. I mean, figuratively. I was competition queen. I had done all the competitions since age 12 up to 30, and I was retiring my crown in my heart. And I decided to say that I was competition queen. In my heart, I was a winner because I can't be judged anymore. I had all kinds of prizes with all kinds of drama behind the prizes. I will no longer compete. As my great inspiration, Marie Forleo says, don't take a shot of Comperschlager. I didn't need that anymore. I wanted to go out into the world and offer my music, my interpretation, and continue to touch the lives and make a difference through the flute. A smile was my first prize, always. So, smiles from students and smiles from the audience and smiles from masterclass participants is my greatest joy right now. That's why I started Porter Productions. For the students. That's why I put out YouTube videos. For the students. I made Porter Productions into an LLC from a DBA. And if you don't know what a DBA means, it's doing business as. So you kind of have to show a track record to be a DBA. If you are interested in being a flutist and you have projects, you've made money, you, you, you paid your taxes, and you can show that perhaps you've started your own business, 
on a what we call Schedule C, then go ahead and name yourself. Be bold. Name your DBA. I'm doing business as the best flutist in the world, Inc. Mine. Great. Well, maybe not Inc. at this point. The best flutist in the world. Right. DBA. <laughs> now, that's what I did. I named Porter Productions. I had no idea what I was doing, but I knew I had this Cargailer Caprice study guide, something made from the bottom of my heart. The gladiolas from Kroger that I put on the set, the blinds from my dining room that I put on the wall, all the effort that I took to get a grant to pay for this project. That all became my production company. And so everything I did started to become a production company. So why not? And that was my first business mindset. I had to kind of work through it. I kind of had to think, how am I going to get the paperwork done? And how am I going to realize the dream through yet another study guide? So I kind of made a three-year plan. What's my next plan? If you have over-analysis paralysis, then just go slowly. I'm telling you, it is so worth it when you just sit, go inward, and analyze what it is that you can put forward that would help others. Your information is different from everyone else's. And I knew that about my own. No teacher had ever taught me those Cargailer Caprices. I was just coming up with some fun ideas. And people were listening. I have still hung on to a Peanuts comic strip. It's really funny. And I think it has everything to do with how business and art can work together. And it has everything to do with Snoopy the dog, of course. And I think there's another way of looking at the relationship between business and art through Snoopy's eyes. So in the comic strip, Snoopy is kind of sitting with Charlie Brown and Schroeder. And Charlie Brown asks Schroeder, what are you listening to? And Schroeder's sitting next to his music box. And of course, the notes are coming out. And he says, Debussy's Afternoon of a Fawn. It's very beautiful. And Snoopy is looking at the radio thinking, I can think of something even more beautiful. And in the final frame, there's Snoopy all up in the chair with his pillow stretched out thinking, Afternoon of a Beagle. See, Snoopy's world and mindset is clearly more relaxed. And he's changed up the usual business model and made it his own. Afternoon of a Fawn is now Afternoon of a Beagle. Cheerfully. I think as artists, we can look at this creative genius and see our own, just like Snoopy. 
and see it as unlimited. I think we're lucky to be able to be called creators and creatives. And with that stands our time-honored talent. We are really lucky. But after that, we need effort and we need action. And we need to see our projects as our output. And then see them as a way to make a living. You see, creativity never gets old, and neither will the demand for newness. As artists, our projects are often driven by a need to express. We need to express in new ways and new mediums. And now, in 2020, during a pandemic, we're all of a sudden asked to think in our growth mindset while we're sitting in our fixed mindset during quarantine. And that's challenging and scary. So I have found that turning inward is the best answer for me. When I turn inward is when creativity comes forward. I think our unique stories can all come together to become our namesakes. And that's when we call ourselves a brand, a product brand. It's how we tell the story that sets the tone. I think we need positivity and an emotional commitment to our artistry. And our artistry is in the front of everything. And it's so emboldened that we could stake all of our lives wisdom on it. And then we can start a business. Okay, let me ask you, what projects do you have to offer? Guess what? I'm sorry, but it's probably been done before. But not by you. So developing a business, for me, has been instinctual. And it might be instinctual for you too, the whole way. I started with an idea, and then I always ask for help advice. I I start with a team of experts. See, experts know everything about what they know. (laughs) I think knowing nothing before you start is both blithely wonderful and blissfully painful. So information about your vision is first to starting a business, first and foremost. Now, being paralyzed by data and detail should signal you to take it slow. I understand taking your creativity into the business world feels fracturing sometimes. You're supposed to be creative, but then you have to be a business person. So consider putting aside your single identity as a just a creator and put your thinking cap on as your own human resource. And then get to work. Let me share with you how I started Porter Productions, LLC. I was referred to the man who literally wrote the book on LLCs. Like, this guy's really famous for his book, and he's local. So I go to his office, and I sit down, and he asks me about the flute. And, you know, so I... I say, well, 
uh, you know, I tell him a little bit about myself and then I tell him about why I play the flute and he starts talking about how he loves opera and then we start talking about opera and then what music I like and pretty much all we are talking about is music and in the back of my head I'm thinking I need to start an LLC. I mean this is what I'm here for but I just play the flute and I have no idea what I'm doing so he just wanted to talk about music that's fine. Oh my goodness. So once we got around to it, he just made a few notations on his notepad and started asking me pertinent questions. So what do you do? He asks me and I said, I make study guides. Well, they're for flute players and they're music education things. And then I found myself needing to formulate complete sentences because I knew it was an important moment. And I'm thinking, come on, Porter, get your act together here. Okay, so here we go. I sat up tall and I said, I make educational study guides for musicians. And he wrote that down and it became the thing, you know, he took it really seriously and I was freaking out and, I was thinking, it doesn't mean anything. It's just a flute thing. But yes, it does. And it's really important to me. It means something. And this man understood. I thought to myself, I have the Telemann Fantasia study guide coming out too. And it was this whole thing for me. And he could tell. And he was beaming ear to ear. And I was so nervous. But I found myself sitting up tall and okay so fast forward I get all the paperwork in the mail and it's beautiful and it's all official and there was no you know like question that I was an LLC and looking through the paperwork I I couldn't be sure but I couldn't find a bill seriously I couldn't find a bill the man didn't bill me And I waited for weeks, months. Maybe I had smitten, not not me, but the project. Like the lawyer, the man who wrote the book on LLC. Maybe he thought, you're a what? You're doing what? Like, you're a who? Yeah, that's what I think he thought. (laughs) That's so crazy. He loved it. You see, you guys, that's why creative minds, we blow the minds of the people who help us. And we need to keep doing crazy things like starting LLCs to make educational musical study guides. I don't know. Just, you know, make resources. So that's how I started Porter Productions. It's pretty much everything that I do now. I I call Porter Productions. So... I hired someone to make a logo for me, and it's not cheap. I hire someone to make sure that I sound good in my media, you know, a good engineer, that I'm doing top-notch work. I'm always hiring a, a photographer every three or four years because I can't trust myself to rep- represent myself in a way that I need to. Um, I want to be soft and interpretive sometimes like Snoopy and then somebody can capture that on film 
So I can't divide myself too much. I think it's important that we really listen to the professionals. We don't know it all. along. I'm teaching. I'm happy. I'm making my study guides. I was known for saying I have no interest for a space and I have no need for a face, which meant no Facebook, no SoundCloud, no MySpace, nothing. And so Alan J. Tomasetti, one of the co-producers of this very podcast, found me 10 years ago and said, Professor Porter, you need a Facebook page. And I said, okay, you start it. So he did and faithfully worked through the Facebook for about a year and a half until I took over and it started to become something that I realized helped people that, you know, on any given day, my tip or my happy attitude could uplift people and students especially. So... I really realized that I could take all that I had and just turn it into one brand, Porter Flute. I didn't have to divide myself and represent anyone. I could just become me, more of me, lots more of me. In fact, everything that I ever did could just become my brand. So what is a brand, product brand? Shopify explains that good branding can allow your specific products to stand out against what a competitor offers. Product branding gives the items that you have to offer an identity within the marketplace. And with so many flute players online today, branding your products with your artistic identity is more important than ever. So, Product branding my merchandise with my personality and name gives the content I've made an identity within my marketplace. And I started with a logo and I started with design and packaging and I've deferred to the professionals and the message I send is always one of positivity and love in music. And The names and descriptions of my merchandise always needs to be as scholarly as possible. So it's just common sense that I've used to start Porter Productions. And from there, the story gets fun.
one of my favorite days ever. Okay, really, it was in an airport, and I don't even remember which one, but a bag walked by me as I was sitting at the gate. And I was hunched over, you know, I didn't really want to look up at anybody, and and there was this bag. And so I thought, that bag is beautiful. It expands. Look, it's got a zipper. I think it would fit my alto flute and my flute and my stand and my potato chips. And oh my God. And so I got up, I felt myself following this bag. And the bag ended up down the jetway in zone one. And I followed the bag and I I tapped the, the bag's owner on the shoulder. And I said, excuse me, who made your bag? And she turned around and said, Stella and Dot. And then she turned back around. She didn't say anything else. And I was racking my brain. Racking my brain for all the duos in fashion. Joan and David. You know. Who's Stella and Dot? Okay, fine. Well, a year later, I was invited to a party. And I remembered the name. Stella and Dot was going to be there. So I went to the party and I ran in. And there was the bag. And I ran up to the bag and I grabbed it and I clutched it. And I exclaimed, this bag is mine. I've been looking for this bag for a year. And this beautiful lady said to me, actually, that's my bag. And I said, oh, you don't understand. And she said, well, you don't understand. That bag can be yours in three days. It'll be all wrapped up. And she started using her fairy tale voice, and I was falling for everything. I said, Really? Really? What 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 is this about? And she said, That's a sample. No one will have touched the bag that you will get. And so this is what I was introduced to that very day in the airport. It was this fabulous world of direct sales. It doesn't go through a department store. It doesn't get touched by another human. It's just from the factory to the distribution center to the owner through another human who is ecstatic about the product. It's incredible. So from then on, I started getting Stella and Dot bags and the accessories and the jewelry, and I'm wearing it on my YouTube and then bought it a couple of times, and then I was found. My dear friend Ann Stevens calls me and says, Amy Porter, you're wearing everything Stella and Dot. And I said, yes, I am. And she said, you need to become an ambassador. I said, oh, no, I have no time for that. Well, you know what? I decided to do what they say in business, which is, leap before you're ready because it's the best thing you could have done. And I did it. I jumped in and the very first week, it was a beautiful thing. I was in the middle of nowhere with just catalogs and ladies were pouring through the catalogs saying, oh, look at page 27. This stuff sells itself like in the airport. So, okay, fine. I have been doing it for over four years and I can't imagine my life without Stella and Dot. It it has gone with me through my changes. So 
what what does that mean? They introduced clothing. They introduced makeup. They introduced so many amazing things. Um, Keep Collective with charms. So I get to represent a global brand and get up and on stage with beautiful things and clothes and teach and not think about it and know that I'm shopping my own boutique. I, I can't think of a better situation. Seriously. And now with the brick and mortar cl- uh, stores clothes closing, it's um, going to be more difficult to shop. And so I saw this as an opportunity to help other people. And let me tell you, my biggest joy in this whole Stella and Dot job is making women feel beautiful. Having them squeal and just be feel beautiful and tell me that they'd never wear anything like that. They've never tried anything like that, but I was the one to bring it to them. It, it just warms my heart. There's nothing better. The third business that came into my life was Rodan and Fields. It's skincare life-changing skincare. They developed Proactive and then sold that company to go back to the lab and create something for everyone. Ann Stevens introduced me to Aaron Masick, a consultant at one of those parties where they have direct sales. I like those gatherings. You meet so many people and it's a great shopping experience and you're supporting small businesses. So I met Erin and jumped into all the skincare that Rodan and Fields had to offer, and I saw so much improvement. When she approached me about starting a business with them, of course I said, no way. But three of my friends saw the results of my face and they immediately called me and said, if you sell that, we'll buy it from you. And I was like in a corner saying to my husband, what do I do? You know, I need to help people, but you know, it's, is it, is it more work? But wait, it's working for me. So, okay. And I almost defiantly called Aaron back and said, I'll be a consultant. And you know what? I'm never going to look back. I love making people feel beautiful. So, on to the fourth and final business, one that I started with my husband in 2016. It's a candle company called Vogue Vogue. What does that mean? Well, my husband's last name is B-O-O-G-E. And back when we were in middle school together, it was my honor to know that B-O-O-G-E meant Bogue and not boogie or booge. So uh, when you asked him, how do you pronounce your last name? He would say, it's Bogue, like Vogue. Okay, so Vogue Bogue Candles is a beeswax and soy candle company. My husband is incredibly talented. So besides being the boy in my diary and my best friend, he's an artisan and He likes working with wax. It's been in his past with making makeup. So he just 
started with this incredible company and it's brightened our whole world. So finally, if you want to know how I juggle the four different businesses, Porter Productions, Stella and Dot, Rodan and Fields, and Vogue Bogue Candles, just think about it. It's my life. I wouldn't have it any other way. start a business, you have to train. Every good business has a training portal. So I log in to training portals and I learn more than I ever could have in a music conservatory classroom back in my 20s. I'm meeting people from across the world. I'm listening to top business executives who left their job in the corporate world to work for themselves. I'm listening to single moms who've pulled themselves out of poverty to work for themselves. Everyone is explaining their journey and they're teaching different concepts. I learned about the four agreements in one of these training portals. It's Toltec wisdom from a thousand years ago in Mexico and Miguel Ruiz wrote a book about it. So I find that the four agreements work really well to back up your life because if you don't have agreements with yourself, who's going to back you up? Number one, be impeccable with your word. Number two, don't take anything personally. Number three, don't make assumptions. And number four, always do your best. So for me, these four agreements I've had to learn and work with and cultivate over my entire life. So being impeccable with your word can get you up in the morning. You can say, I promised myself I'd do that for myself and I take the necessary steps that it takes to start my project. And then don't take anything personally. Like people telling you you're crazy for sitting in front of a camera and talking about etudes. You know what? That's okay. And don't make assumptions that everyone's going to like the bag that fits my flute. And 
I'm going to do my best at representing my skincare. In fact, all my customers. Like I said, I love making people feel beautiful. So I think the four agreements are really a beautiful, beautiful thing to look at every day. I got out of my comfort zone when I joined Trio Verado with Juan Miguel Hernandez, violist, and Joao Luis, guitarist. Those guys were really well-versed at being chamber musicians and had been on tours and had core groups. I've just been a soloist. I mean, believe me, I've played my share of chamber music, but this was new for me, and I figured out the nuances of being in a chamber group was yet another part of my life that I had to take on. You've heard on this podcast some excerpts from our CD, Mangabera, that you can get on either of my websites, amyporter.com or porterflute.com. I featured today tracks by Sergio Assad, Astor Piazzolla, and Joel Louise. I'm so grateful that you're here. Stay tuned for our next episode where we congratulate the University of Michigan's class of 2020. We say go blue flutes and share the many highlights that happened this year in my studio. It's part of my go blue flutes series. Also, I will be airing an Ask Amy episode in the near future. So if you ever wanted to ask me about the flute, my businesses, etudes, or anything else, submit your questions to me at amyporter.com or porterflute.com. You can find me as Porterflute on Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. On Facebook, I'm Amy Porter Flutist. Thanks for being here.